Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. Congressional subpoenas are on their way to the Biden crime family, demanding in-person depositions from Hunter, James, and former business associate Rob Walker. And for the first time, congressional subpoenas issued for sworn testimony. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has been working toward this moment for 10 months. The chairman told me here on The Great America Show a week ago to the day that the subpoenas would be issued in days for the Biden family and Chairman Comer, a man of his word and a great American. Comer has proven time and time again he doesn't play games or waste time. He and his committee mean business. Additional subpoenas going out to other Biden family members and Biden business associates, including James Biden's wife, Sarah Biden, President Biden's daughter-in-law, Hallie Biden, the widow of President Biden's son, Beau, who was later romantically involved with Hunter, Hallie Biden's older sister, Elizabeth Secundi, and Hunter Biden's wife, Melissa Cohen. Chairman Comer was asked just before issuing those subpoenas what he would do if any of the people defied the subpoena, and here is what Chairman Comer had to say. I'm going to go to Mike Johnson's office and knock on the door and demand that uh, we try to hold these uh, people in contempt of Congress. We've proven Uh, that uh, there are a lot of questions that they need to answer. We've proven that this is a national security crisis. We've proven that the White House has lied time and time again about their knowledge and involvement in this shady influence failing scheme. Now we've proven that Joe Biden benefited to the tune of a quarter of a million dollars. These are very serious charges. This is a very credible, very serious investigation of criminal wrongdoing, of public corruption, And we expect people to come to Congress. And if they don't, 
then uh, then I think they should be held in contempt. And I believe that a majority of the Republican Congress would agree with me on that. As Chairman Comer's remarks demonstrate, the congressional investigations of President Biden have now entered a new phase. Just hours before Comer sent out the subpoenas, Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, sent a letter to Speaker Mike Johnson in which he asked him to intervene against the Judiciary Oversight and Ways and Means Committee's investigations of Hunter Biden. Lowell wrote, quote, We write today to urge you, Mr. Speaker, to use your newly minted leadership post responsibly and ask you to think twice before joining this spectacle. Even in the era of alternative facts, your colleagues' manipulation and disregard for the truth is breathtaking. End quote. In my opinion, Abby Lowell's letter was breathtaking in its arrogance. The only manipulation and disregard in all of this originates with Hunter and Joe Biden. These three investigating committees have produced, in my opinion, more than sufficient fact-based evidence to begin the impeachment of President Joe Biden. Raj Shah, Speaker Johnson's Deputy Chief of Staff for Communications, released the following statement in response to Lowell's letter. Quote, President Biden and the White House have repeatedly lied to the American people about his involvement and knowledge of the Biden family's business dealings, receiving millions through their shell companies from foreign adversaries. We have learned this because of the diligent work of House investigators who will continue to follow the facts where they may lead, end quote. Our guest today is one of those investigators, a member of the House Judiciary Committee, who has watched this all play out firsthand. He's Congressman Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin. And Congressman, it is great to have you with us. As you know, breaking developments, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and business associates, all subpoenaed by Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Your reaction to the decision to move forward with these subpoenas. I'm not surprised at all in talking to Representative Comer. We've seen it, Lou, right? Um, Representative Comer has done this methodical process of bringing information forward. We are now at the point where it's time for subpoenas to hear from them what they have to say in regards to all those foreign checks that they've received. Now, what is your th- your thinking on uh, going across the the entire family, uh, moving and and Comer has been very direct about that. He, he said he's going to subpoena and bring those uh, those family members uh, all uh, before the committee uh, and their records. Uh, is that uh, do you think that's the wisest way to go here? I think it's a good approach because uh, let's get the information out there. I mean, Representative Comer's committee, that oversight committee, they have been charged with reviewing the uh, Biden family's interests. And um, is there corruption there? Um, what is all what has all gone on there with their um, relationship with Burisma, the Ukrainian oil company, with checks coming from China to the Biden family and then being funneled to Joe Biden? I mean, He's been charged with unearthing all of that. I do think that the next step here to um, um, to do those subpoenas of Hunter Biden, I think that's appropriate. And uh, the committee, uh, the Chairman Comer is putting everyone on notice uh, in the Biden family, everyone, husbands, wives, girlfriends, lovers. uh, I mean, almost everyone that's been in a hot tub with Hunter apparently uh, could end up uh, being subpoenaed. Well, the money was certainly spread around the whole operation. I mean, they, they said, 
um, who, um, it was one of the witnesses that came forward this past summer. Sorry, my name, uh, the name is blanking on me. But he said that Joe Biden was the brand. And you have the whole Biden family and people know that his brother Jim has been involved with this. And of course, Hunter's at the center of it. And uh, uh, so it's not surprising that uh, Representative Comer is going to say, let's find out from all family members, because it appears most, if not all of them, benefited from this foreign largesse. And I, I think that the source of that comment was, I believe, Devin Archer. It could have been a number of others as well. But uh, the associates of uh, of Hunter Biden, uh, it's going to be quite, uh, quite a, this is quite a development. And I think everyone has to be encouraged by it. And just to that point, do you believe the other committees, uh, in addition to oversight, are going to follow suit with uh, energetic use of subpoenas now? Yeah, so, I mean, you've been seeing it from uh, judiciary ways and means. Um, uh, they've really been getting after it. And whichever committee of jurisdiction, um, I, I they are tasked with getting all the information forward in regards to the Biden family. I want to add one other real quick thing. Surely. Remember, this ultimately is not about Hunter Biden. While he's the center uh, part of this and the Biden family keeps Joe Biden keeps trying to portray this as, you know, they're going after my son. He's a poor crackhead that, you know, he couldn't help what happened. He's trying to straighten out his life and all the rest. No, this is about Joe Biden. And Representative Comer has made that very clear from the very beginning. This is about Joe Biden. And did he use his influence to enrich his family? We've now have before your committee, the Judiciary Committee, contradictions and established contradictions now uh, of uh, Merrick Garland's statements about David Weiss and his status as uh, an independent operator, if you will, or a special counsel. Uh, your reaction to all that you've heard? Lou, so that's why we've been doing this steady methodical process over the last number of months. And certainly I suspect some of your listeners are frustrated. They're like, why don't you guys just get on with this? But I think it's been very important to use this methodical approach. But what comes out now? We're finding out that Gary Shapley and Ziegler, the two whistleblowers, their information that they've shared with us a few months ago is being corroborated. And that has happened now in regards to Weiss, in regards to the special attorney uh, uh, status that he would have. Um, it turns out that the Department of Justice denied that to him, and that's now been corroborated. Where do we go with that from here? Uh, Merrick Garland lied, uh, and I guess the kind way to put it is David Weiss had uh, a, a number of iterations that conflicted uh, uh, about that reality. You know, the thing that I can't understand about this, Lou, is why would David Weiss, I mean, it appears that he was, you know, call it in cahoots with Merrick Garland. I mean, why would you do that? Why would you jeopardize your career in such a way? Now, we have more information that we have to find out in regards to this, but I just don't get it why Weiss just didn't come clean on all of this before, because not only is Merrick Garland going to look really bad as we go along here, David Weiss is now too. And speaking of looking bad, the Biden White House, in the midst of uh, this Hamas-Israel uh, war uh, that resulted from the October 7th massacre, uh, we're, we're looking at a, a, an administration that has said that they want ceasefires. He wants uh, a moral equivalency between Hamas and Israel. He wants to bring Palestinian refugees into the United States. 
I'm accustomed to the the inconsistencies, the ineptitude of this administration, but this is bald face madness uh, in which they're delivering all of these statements and policy initiatives that are contradictory, uh, conflicting, and certainly not in the interest of the United States or Israel. Well, regarding uh, Hamas and the war against them by Israel, um, Prime Minister Netanyahu is correct to follow through with the destruction of Hamas. They just have no choice in regards to it. But a big concern here on the home front, and we have a bill, the Gaza Act, that says no one with a Palestinian uh, Authority passport can come into the United States at this time. And we are trying to advance this bill. And I think it's really important, Lou, because we see it by a couple members of the New York delegation, Ocasio-Cortez and Bowman. They're saying, well, why don't we bring in that up to one million refugees into America? And the thing that concerns me is the Biden administration has not ruled it out. They have not unequivocally ruled it out. And with their track record that we have over the last two and a half years, can we trust the Biden administration to do the right thing, to vet people properly and not try to jam more refugees in? We can't trust the Biden administration. So um, we are being really vigilant about this. And I hope all your listeners are also. I hope they're contacting their representatives and say no more refugees, especially after what's happened on the border here the last uh, two and a half years. And you've introduced legislation. And as you correctly point out, we can't trust them. They brought in 10 million illegal immigrants. Uh, His administration has throughout said that they had operational control of our southern border while at the same time they've turned over control of that southern border with Mexico to the Mexican drug cartels. How in the world do we, how do we manage uh, a, an administration that is clearly, clearly in favor of wide open uh, immigration across our southern border, irrespective of the fact that we don't know who they are, what they're doing, and uh, at how they're providing for themselves other than thirty to forty thousand dollars a year in federal assistance. Well, you bring up the first and best example, Lou, and that is what has happened at the southern border. You know, the people coming in on the terror watch list, you know, probably the largest human trafficking operation in the history of the world that our federal government is complicit in as a result of the Biden administration's actions. And then, of course, the fentanyl that flows in, number one killer of young people in America. But we also have the history of the Biden administration with the evacuation of Afghanistan. And I think that's the closest parallel to what we're looking at in regards to Gaza, because the State Department said afterwards, they said, just get them on the plane and we'll deal with the immigration stuff later. As a result, we had people coming in that had been removed, coming in from Afghanistan, that had been removed previously because of criminal records. And we ended up having, what did the Department of Defense say? At least 50 people that came in from Afghanistan, they identified as high security threats. So. The Biden administration has this record, whether it's the southern border, whether it's Afghanistan, whatever, you can't trust them in regards to national security. All of this is the will of the people being expressed in these polls. And in every instance, the Biden administration is exactly opposite to public will uh, and to uh, to the U.S. Congress on on these issues. How does it resolve? Well, the people of the United States need to make it a number one priority, and we're hoping that they will do that. Um, 
So we in the House, we've passed the best Secure the Border Bill that's ever been passed, H.R. 2. Right. And we need to continue to promote and try to get that done because there are Democrats that are squirming at this point in regards to it. But it's a whole thing in regards to elections have consequences. People, we have to make sure that it's elevated as, you know, that top two or three issues before the American people in 2024. Because don't forget, Lou, why is this going on? This goes back to Barack Obama and his transformation of America in 2008, 2009, whenever he said that. This is his third term and is becoming more and more evident. This is his third term. You're seeing him pop up, even President, former President Obama, regularly. He never left Washington, D.C. This is the attempt to diminish America. This is the managed decline that they talked about. And they want to continue this. They want the transformation of America and more and more Americans are waking up to that fact. Waking up to that fact. And uh, we're talking with Congressman uh, Tom Tiffany. We're gonna be right back after these quick messages. Please stay with us. We're talking with Tom Tiffany, Congressman of Wisconsin. I, I want to, if I may, uh, turn to what you just said, uh, talking about this president. He's enfeebled. He's inept. Uh, there is, I think, most people honest and direct about what they think of him. Uh, he's unfit for the office, clearly, physically and cognitively. Yet no one wants to press harder and say uh, and at least ask uh, if they don't have an opinion who is in charge? Who is making these decisions, these policy decisions, foreign policy, domestic, whatever it may be? How concerned are you about the fact that the United States Congress and the United States Senate and the American people have no idea who is actually behind the curtain? Well, so when we talked just a couple of minutes ago, Lou, I, you know, we talked about President Obama wanted the transformation of America. This is his third term. And they found this president who will simply carry it out without asking any questions. And um, so, he, I mean, I don't don't want to use the word puppet, but I mean, he, he's not the person in charge at this point, that being Joe Biden. But when you look at who populates the Biden administration, so many of them came from the Obama administration. These are Obama sycophants, and they are there to implement these policies, whether it's environmental, shutting down energy production here in America, the border, Mayorkas. I mean, he was involved with the Obama administration, Secretary Mayorkas. And then, of course, his foreign policy, which is just an absolute disaster. Those same people that were there in the Obama years, at least many of them, are here in the Biden administration. They were put in place for a reason. Joe Biden didn't fully vet them. The the um, titular White House that the Obama people have yet. Remember, Barack Obama is the first president that did not leave Washington, D.C. after completing his two terms in office. All other presidents have went back home, not Barack Obama because he did not achieve the transformation of America in two terms. He is now doing it in the term of Joe Biden. 
And looking at Susan Rice, any number of top officials in this administration, a lot of folks don't even know, I mean, of the top 100 jobs uh, when this administration uh, came into power, 70 of them went to Obama administration uh, personnel. Uh, it, it, it's an extraordinary uh, connection between the two. As we look at the Palestinians, uh, it, no one wants to talk in the left-wing Marxist media or corporate media, if you prefer. I mean, it's remarkable how many corporate uh, uh, structures now have a, a Marxist uh, philosophy at the heart of their HR policies. But the Palestinians uh, will not find a home in an Arab state uh, because people are criticizing the United States for not wanting to bring these uh, people in. But the Arab countries themselves refuse to tolerate uh, their presence because of of Hamas and all of the other uh, terroristic uh, history of the Palestinians. The King of Jordan, just a couple uh, weeks ago, speaking for both Jordan, also for Egypt, he said the red line for us is no Palestinian refugees. The red line for them. The neighbors of the Palestinians said, no, we will not do that. So why in the world would Americans a half a world away do something that their neighbors won't? It's, it's a great question. And the answer is staring everybody in the face. Your thoughts about why we have this. We talk about the cognitive dissonance of this president, but we've got a cognitive rupture between the national corporate media and the reality whether it's the reality of what's happening in the United States Congress, the reality of what's happening in Israel uh, or uh, in the South China Sea. This is it's almost impossible to get away from the disinformation and misinformation campaigns that originate with this administration. Well, I think part of it is, I mean, there really is the transformation that they're attempting to do with America. The thing that really concerns me at this point, Lou, is that as we bring in people to our country, and we're a nation of immigrants, and um, and we want it to be that way, but look at all the people that are jumping ahead of those that want to come here legally. And um, my concern at this point, if we do not have this assimilation, which is at the heart, which is the melting pot, which is at the heart of American prosperity in this great land known as the United States of America, without assimilation, we are going to become more like the countries people are leaving from. And I believe most of those people, including many that come here illegally, they want to come to this America that's Reagan's shining city on a hill. What they're going to find out is we're becoming more like their homelands. And that's the worst thing possible. And it's clear the um, Biden and the o Obama crowd, that's okay with them because they believe in managed decline. They do not believe in a great America, this, this one global superpower. They just simply don't believe in it. I mean, Madeleine Albright talked about it back when she was Clinton's, uh, what was she, Secretary of State, Secretary whatever, State. back in the 90s. I mean, those should have been warning signs to all Americans that they don't believe in the greatness of America. And we have to deliver that message um, about how America really is a great country and try to overcome what has happened in our educational system that has really diminished America's standing in the world.
Uh, it's truly a nation of exceptionalism, and we should be very proud of that. As uh, I know you and I agree on that, and I think this entire audience does as well. We're talking with Tom Tiffany, Congressman of Wisconsin, and we're going to talk more about this war on what is cultural Marxism, what is a uh, fifth column that has grown up in this country, and what is happening in the 118th Congress uh, to bring us uh, to the top of the hill uh, and prevail against such evil forces. We'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So we're back now with Congressman Tom Tiffany. And Congressman, let's talk about your new speaker, the energy of the 118th Congress uh, with new leadership. Uh, and as you correctly stated at the outset of today's uh, podcast, uh, the American people see with clear eyes uh, the evidence that has been uh, brought forward by the House Oversight Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, uh, the Weaponization Subcommittee, the House Ways and Means Committee. And the American people know that there is more than enough evidence to bring charges of impeachment against Joe Biden. And I understand the necessity and the urge to uh, to follow the book, uh, as it were. But there is no book on uh, common sense and judgment here, political judgments that says, you know, this has to happen. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I certainly hear that sentiment. The, the thing that I say, Lou, to and many of my constituents have brought this up, and I believe rightfully so, is that I will not be a Democrat. I will not be Adam Schiff. I will not be Nancy Pelosi and do ready, fire, aim in regards to an impeachment as they did to Donald Trump. Um, I agree with the approach that we've taken. It's been steady, methodical, and we continue to unearth more and more information because ultimately we have to bring the American people along on this. And it takes a while because, you know, for the average person, they don't consume politics the way we do, thankfully. And, um, but they're getting more and more information in regards to this, and it's important information. And I know Representative Comer has more that he's just going to keep bringing out because it's all there. The Biden family, yeah. we, we know the, the money that they've taken from these foreign interests, and we're going to continue to connect the dots. I do think that's the right way to do. It's slow. It's laborious, and it can be really frustrating, but it is the right way to do it. It is the right way, but I guess the question I would ask, is it the only way? Uh, because when when you compare yourself, uh, when you compare yourself uh, in opposition to what Adam Schiff is, 
But when you mention Adam Schiff and when you mention Nancy Pelosi, we're not talking about simply a a, a, a bum's rush, uh, you know, ide- ideological fervor in ignoring the facts. We're talking about two people who lied through their teeth and they lied consistently and constantly over a two year period until the president of the United States was uh, impeached and then impeached again, who had two special counsels formed against him. Uh, it's unheard of. He's uh, he, he's a record holder. And we all know that it is built on lies. The American people right now know everything that, uh, and let's just focus on the House Oversight Committee. Everything that's been produced there, the SARS reports, uh, all of the records, uh, they point to corruption uh, at a level and a, and a height that we have never seen before in the highest office in the land. If this is not impeachable, with just the evidence before us, I don't know why we would, I, I don't know why we would even pursue it then, because this says this man is corrupt and the evidence is clear. And as to persuading Americans, I believe more Americans, and I think the polls show it clearly, the, the Americans are American people, citizens. We're all convinced. We understand what the evidence is. We would love to hear the answer. And two thirds, over two thirds of the American people understand that the charges against President Trump and this eight years of political persecution uh, is all politically motivated. The American people, as you said, have to be brought along, but we're not being brought along as uh, dullards. Uh, you know, we are being brought along uh, in terms of uh, at what point do our leaders step and, and say, this cannot stand. We are on the precipice, some would say, of World War III, and we're content to leave a obviously corrupt and impaired and compromised man in the White House as commander in chief. I don't see how any anyone in Congress or the Senate could take it as anything other than uh, their their urgent uh, responsibility uh, to replace him with a competent a leader, and certainly with leaders whose faces we know and uh, whose voices we hear, uh, rather than the people behind that black curtain. I think it's a fair critique there, Lou. Uh, so this decision ultimately um, gets made a little bit above my pay grade, but um, all I know, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna to continue to work to put the information out. I'm gonna to continue to participate in the hearings in the Judiciary Committee when people like Merrick Garland come before us, uh, Christopher Ray, and continue to make the case for the American people. And then we'll let leadership make that decision if they believe we need to pull the trigger on those impeachment proceedings. Um, but we're gonna to continue to reveal more and more information. And by the way, we've had some, we've had some wins in regards to this, because that's one of the key questions constituents ask me is like, what are you guys going to do something? But if you take a look at like the IRS and what they did to Matt Taibbi, when they went to his home, when he was testifying that day before Congress in regards to what the big tech companies were doing in league with our intelligence agencies like the FBI, the IRS commissioner now has, the head of the IRS has, has made a firm commitment. I, we will not be doing that anymore. We will not do anything like we did to Matt Taibbi again. And so we put them on notice and we're going to hold them to that. Small win in the scheme of things, but those are the things that we are working towards is trying to protect Americans, you know, very simply their constitutional rights.
Right. Well, I think uh, appropriations taking down the salary of uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, the transportation secretary, to a level that uh, he's earned, which is a dollar a year, uh, is also a, a major win. It's been great talking with you here, Congressman, and I know that the, the complexities are rising and the volume is rising, uh, and we appreciate everything that you and your colleagues are doing in each of these investigating committees. And uh, uh, at this point, I say to you, uh, God bless you and Godspeed. Thanks so much for being with us. Really good to join you once again, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be Senator Ted Cruz. We take up the woke war on America and Ted Cruz's fight against it. Please join us for that and join us each and every day. Until tomorrow, thank you everybody. God bless you and may God bless America. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.